As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it, and it will help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I would love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching client seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Welcome back. As always, I am glad that we get to have this quality time together every weekend. And welcome to our first-time listeners to the podcast. Welcome to the Second Chance family. We hope that you enjoy it and certainly hope that you stick with us through this journey. I don't have any new international shout-outs this week as our international audience are all of our returning folks. So I say welcome back to all of you as well. Welcome back. And I'm so glad that you've taken time to spend with us and you're spending time with us again this week. As you as you know, I in my day jobs, as as one would say, in my day job I work in higher education. And as a higher education professional, my most favorite time of the year is the tw- is the two times a year that we have graduation, is when we have the graduation ceremonies for the students. I love that. You know, that's the time in which the students receive their diplomas and or their degrees or other credentials. And students, you know, at that moment, they become graduates. And then they get to celebrate that accomplishment with friends, family, and loved ones. And I can tell you, when I'm at the graduation ceremonies, I never get tired of hearing the pageantry of pomp pomp and circumstance and the shouts of excitement from the audience, you know, yelling, that's my baby or that's my mama or that's my daddy that's my sister my brother my cousin it's always it's always a joyous reminder as to why we do what we do as educators today on the day that the podcast comes out the college i work at will be having its commencement ceremonies this afternoon and what's special about it more than usual what's always always special but today more than usual that's special about it is that it'll be our first in-person graduation ceremony since December 20, 2019. Unfortunately, I won't be able to attend graduation this term, but I wanna make sure that I took the time to congratulate all of my students in the bachelor's program who will be graduating this afternoon. You know, you've sacrificed a lot of time with family and friends and a lot of going out time. You've reprioritized your lives. You wrote a lot of papers, you posted a lot of discussions, and, and thing that you got through the most was you got through those group projects, which I know that you guys really enjoyed, sarcastically speaking. But you you have reached for the best of yourselves through this process and 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 you've and you've made yourselves made yourselves all stars. You've proven to yourself that you're an all-star. 
And now today, on this year graduation day, the world sees and celebrates the all-star you've become. So, so what I'd like to say to the graduates that are graduating, enjoy every single moment of it. And as Henry David Thoreau stated, go confidently in the direction of your dreams and live the life you've imagined. Now, what I'd like to add to that is, is continue to say yes to your purpose. You've achieved this degree, which is wonderful, but continue to say yes and embrace your purpose no matter in what arena that you choose to do after graduation, whether it's whether you choose to stay in, a, in further academic pursuits, you're enhancing in your, your professional pursuits or any other personal pursuits that you're looking to do and leverage your, your, your bachelor's degree with. Now, in the classes I taught this term, I had some students you know, who are graduating today, very proud of them. And when classes started, and when classes started at the beginning of the term, the students always want to ask me 200,000 questions of what it seems like about what's in the syllabus, about what my expectations are. And sometimes I think the questions are always designed to kind of trip you up so they got so they got to have an easier path to completing the class and henceforth completing the degree. Now, I say that not because the students are lazy or unintelligent, but in my program, in the program that I, that I work at, that I work out of and teach out of, it's mostly comprised mostly of working professionals who are, who are who are balancing a lot and they're looking to get the bachelor's degree either to get a promotion or to do something different but they're already working in a field that they that they already want to work in or they're looking to transition to another field that the degree could get them into and i think in education um and, and like i said the, the students are balancing a lot so they kind of want to know what's going on before they get into it and i think right now in, in this day in, in, in age in education, I think gone are the days in which students kind of walked through the journey of education and kind of discovered the lessons along the way. I think nowadays students really want to know, and this is not a generational thing, I think it's just a matter of, if you, you know, no matter what age you're going to school, I think just in 2021, students just want to know everything up front. They really feel more comfortable with knowing every everything up front. And the tug of war happens in my class as I present, I intentionally present um, a more ambiguous dynamic when it comes to the lessons that we're learning in class. Now, the syllabus is not ambiguous. You know, they the syllabus is pretty straight up. But on purpose, I try to present a level of ambiguity so that the learning journey is a more substantive one. So you can discover the things along the way. So the so the so that the joy is in the journey. Now, they don't feel the joy at that moment. They feel the joy after they reflect on it, after they've looked back and said, okay, now I see where the lessons were and I see what it is that Dr. Lewis was trying to do and I see where, where, where we've come, where I started and where I've come, where, where I'm at right now. But when I start my classes at the beginning of every term, I always ask the students if they saw the movie Lean On Me and Dead Poets Society. Usually there's always some that have seen them. Not everybody has always seen them. But just in case for those who've seen them or didn't see, just in case for those who saw it or didn't see those movies, I always play a short clip from both movies. And I indicate that I could always be both a little Joe Clark and a little John Keating. And then mixed in with some Richard Lewis, you'll see all of those three throughout the term with the objective of you as a student going from good to great. That's what it is that I share with them. And I also share with them that the greatness is not so much being measured in, in tests or exams, 
but the projects in which they have to complete that will test the limits of their intellectual endurance and then bring them to a place where I always tell them that you have the skills to pay the bills. Because at the end of the day, when you're graduating, no one cares what test, what you got on a test. They know, they want to know, do you have the skill set to do X, Y, and Z? Now, this past fall term, every fall term, I usually teach an upper division course called Training and Development, in which the students have to work on a two-part group project where they have to present twice during the course of an eight-week term. So it's, it's pretty intense. And that project really centers around providing training or a training topic within a real or fictitious company. So they could train on workplace violence, they could train on customer service, they could train on a new product, whatever it is that they want to do. And in this exercise, the, the, the students along the way will learn about their own interest. They certainly will learn how to work with one another in, in, a, in, a, in a short time frame, and, and certainly if it's an intense topic. And then during that journey, they'll also discover what brings them to their purpose or at minimum identifying their purpose through going through the skills and the motions of working in the group and what it is that they're learning in the subject matter. Now, when you're identifying your purpose or purposes, to find that truth, to find that, to get to that realization is always gonna require students to come out of their comfort zone. And not just students, it requires me, it requires you, it requires any of us to come out of our, com our comfort zone, which, Breaking news, none of us like to do. And I will raise my hand and say, including myself, I don't always like coming out of my comfort zone. You know, we're, we're, we're pushed out of our, you're pushed out of our comfort zone. You pushed out of your comfort zone in order, and a lot of that has to happen in order for our purpose to be revealed to us. And really to get us in that position, really to say yes to that purpose. Now, my students would get the Clark Keating Lewis treatment and the spark and the fire that is ignited when they identify and embrace their purpose is really something to see. And they really appreciate it at, at, they really appreciate it after the fact. They won't appreciate it before because they, like I said, they wanna know what's going on beforehand, but they'll appreciate it after the fact. And even myself, when I, got, when I have to have someone give me the Clark Keating and Lewis treatment or take out the Lewis and put in whoever else is giving me that treatment, when they pushing me out of my comfort zone, then I appreciate the journey when I have the 2020 vision to look back on it and say, okay, that this is where I see, this is what how this has worked for me. It also makes me think about a colleague that I work at at the college um, who's, who's pursuing their doctorate at this point. And they reached a place now where they're taking their comprehensive exams. And, you know, for those of you guys who know comprehensive exams or what's called comp exams, is usually, depending on the doctoral program that you're in, it's a pass-fail dynamic. And usually you take those when you're done with your classes and then you have to pass those comprehensive exams in order to proceed with writing your dissertation, which is the final stage of your doctoral journey. Now, this colleague was preparing for those comp exams for the better part of the semester, took, them, took, took the comp exams and was waiting for the results. They called me about a few weeks ago and they indicated to me that they failed and they were pretty disappointed that they failed a comprehensive exam. Now, initially this colleague wanted to shrug it off, was like, well, it wasn't a big deal. They'll get back at it again. And I indicated to them that it was okay to be upset. It was okay to be mad. It was okay to be disappointed. 
And I said, it's, it's, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to let those feelings process them out. But I said, it's not okay to stay in those feelings, but it's okay to feel those feelings and let those feelings work, work themselves out in you. But then I also challenged them as to what was their why. Because now that they're not actively pursuing a comp exam, this term, obviously you can't take it this term. You have to wait till the next term. But I said, this is your opportunity to re-examine what, what was your why? What was the purpose in which you were pursuing the doctrine? What was the fire? What was the motivation in you going for this doctrine? Now, after you say all that, after you think about all that, I had to ask the colleague, was their answer still yes? Was their purpose still there in getting their doctrine? Are those reasons still moving the needle for them? Whatever those reasons are, they indicated absolutely that they were still there and they were still committed to getting the doctorate. And then we discussed a new strategy for preparing for the next time in which they're gonna take the comprehensive exams. I, I made my commitment to help them, to be there with them. I, I indicated to them to speak to other professors that they know of that could help them in other areas that I couldn't. So they could take, so, so we could be there every step of the way as far as how they're gonna deal with their approach in, in, in succeeding and, and dealing with the comps, looking at what it is that they didn't do right, continuing to strengthen what they did, what they, what they did correctly and correcting what they did wrong. And to make sure that their approach, continue to make sure that their approach is aligned with their purpose. And that this time we'll make it happen again, because now it was just experience. Now we're sitting there gonna be doing it and we're gonna be passing it for real. I shared with you last week that I closed on a new home. And when I was going through that process of looking for a home, my initial thought back then when I knew that I was going to be transitioning and said, okay, well, I'm not going to keep, keep mom's house. I'm going to look for something else. My initial thought was just to rent. But I got pushed out of that comfort zone. I got pushed out of it. And, and, and even when I got pushed out of the comfort zone, that wasn't still enough. I was continually tested through the process. And my purpose was really to have a roof over my head. But even more so, because the roof over my head was just going to be able to get me to rent. But even more so, my purpose was aligned, was really aligned to wanting to have a sustainable and consistent place called home. And I wanted to say yes to that. I wanted to get a place that this place belonged to me. If I'm going to pay money every month, it belongs to me. And I want to take advantage to see if I can make that opportunity happen. Now, we could get more into those details next week. Those of you who have looked for homes, you kind of would probably know what it is that that I've gone through. Um, everybody has their unique stories about it, but then there's some that are just very unique to the process as far as what you do. Now, in the interim, I'll share more with that next week, you know, in our, in our episode next week. But what I'd like you to do, what I want you to do in this next week is to think through your purpose and ask, why are you not saying yes to it? Why are you not saying yes to your purpose? Or if you are saying yes to it, why are you saying yes to it? Because no matter what, whether you're saying initially saying no to it or you're saying yes to it and you're embracing it, remember, it's your purpose. It doesn't belong to anyone else. It's been built and afforded to you, which means the greatness is right there. For those of you who are pursuing your purpose, you kind of you're already seeing that the that the greatness is there, that the that the goal is there, that 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 the purpose, the purpose and the enrichment of that purpose is there. Those of you who are not saying yes to it just yet, 
you know the greatness is right there too. You just got to take the steps. God just take the steps and go forward and, and, and take it. We'll talk more about a lot of, we'll, we'll expand more on that conversation next week about the stories about the home and, and about the purpose, so to speak. But this week, think through your purpose and make sure that you're saying yes to it. Make sure that that's what it is that you want to do because it's right there, like I said. Take it one step at a time, one step at a time. And and if you, even if you take just one step this week or take multiple steps, you'll see that the difference is there and we'll talk more about it. We'll definitely talk more about it next week. I look forward to catching up with you then. Have a good week. Thank you again for joining us here at Second Chance Coaching. In addition to coaching services for individuals and businesses, I'm also available for speaking engagements and workshops on criminal justice reentry, human resources, as well as organizational culture and leadership. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com, as well as connect with me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, every day you are given this opportunity for your second chance, and I know you'll make the best of it. I love you all, and I look forward to connecting with you next time here at Second Chance Coaching.